0: Are you ready for some football? Well, you've tuned in to the right podcast. This is Anthony Smith, host of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, bringing you scores from last night's high school football across the state of Kansas and also getting you ready for some college football on a college football Saturday. So stay tuned. To A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. We got your scores and your previews coming up, so stay tuned as this train is rolling. Grab your ticket, get on board. Welcome to another edition of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast and Boy, we have nothing but football, 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 and some more football. Uh, <clears throat> as I promised on last night I will come back to you Saturday with high school across the state of Kansas recap scores from across the state of Kansas. And today we have college football and before I get into the scoring updates right now, OU has just scored another touchdown. Just Kansas State giving attack a tack on the extra point. And right now, the score is now Oklahoma 14, Kansas State 0. Also, the SEC is starting to play today, and there are some scores in that game already, but I will get back to that. So this podcast is going to be laden with a lot of football scores and possibly some highlights. So we've had high school football in the state of Kansas, and we're going to look at scores from last night, starting with six A. And the game that was expected to be a shootout ended up being a blowout as Wichita was East blew South out by our final score of fifty-four to zero, posting I believe that's another shutout for each side amongst the. Points they're putting up as well too. Junction City knocks off Washburn Rural by a final score of thirty-four to thirty. So that was a pretty much almost like a shootout, closely contested game. Lee Summit, North Missouri, beat Free State forty-nine to ten. Hayes knocked off Garden City twenty-eight to seven game that was canceled was Salina South versus Derby due to COVID-19 concerns. Shawnee Mission Northwest blanks Shawnee Mission North 49-0. Blue Valley Northwest handles Blue Valley West 40-17. In a game that was decided by a touchdown, Blue Valley knocks off Blue Valley North 28-21. Olathe South squeaks by Shawnee Mission East, 21 to 20. Olathe Northwest had no problem with Shawnee Mission West by the score of 48 to 6. A closely contested game, Olathe North comes out with the victory, 21 to 7 over Olathe West. Olathe Olathe East <coughs> knocks off Shawnee Mission South. 42 to 21. Manhattan pretty much has their way with Topeka. Final score, 42 to 6. In 5A, Gardner Edgerton squeaks by Mill Valley. A game of two powerhouses. 28 to 26. A game that was canceled. A couple of games were canceled. Kansas City Wyandotte versus Schlegel and also Campus versus May South. Bishop Carroll came out fast and furious as they handled Dodge City by the final score of 51 20. They had two back to back pick sixes in that game. Spring Hill knocks off Bonham Springs 41 0. Topeka Seaman. No problem, has no problem with Topeka West. Final score of 59-14. Valley Center handles Salina Central. 14-12. Gets by that game with a two-point victory. Pittsburgh knocks up KC Turner. Final score of 53-0. Leavenworth has no problem with Shawnee Heights. Beating them 34-3. And a game that was pretty much a shootout. A total of... 96 point score in this game Hutch knocks off an improved Newton team by a score of 54 to 42 and Portia has no problem with Highland Park beating them by a final score of 38 30 to 8 and in more of a low scoring game got Eisenhower knocks off Andover 16 to 7 St. Thomas Aquinas handles Raytown, Missouri by two touchdowns, 28-14. to 14. Moving on to 4A. Ulysses knocks off Liberal 22-10. Rockhurst, Missouri. Pretty much has his way with Bishop Miege by final score of 49-28. Paola has no problem with Ottawa, knocking them off 62-7. A game that was canceled, Circle versus Mulvane was canceled. McPherson has his way with Winfield, knocking them off 56-13. K.C. Piper posts a touchdown win over Lewisburg by a score of 21-14 in a somewhat high score in the fair 82 point score but it was still pretty much one-sided Tonga Noxie knocks off Eudora 52 to 30. Another game that was cancelled Independence versus Coffeyville. Bueller has this way with Coffeyville with Eldorado knocking them off 36 to 14. Rose just squeaks by Augusta by a final score of 28 to 6. Wellington has no problem with LeBec County beating them 41 to 12. Another game that was canceled was Capon versus Great Bend. And Mays has no problem with Ark City knocking them off 53 to 8. St. James gets by baser Linwood by a score of 42 to 35. Omega well, handles Atchison. Forty-one to seven. Andover Central in a game that was probably a good Brook. knocks off garter thirty-four to twenty-six. Desoto handles Lansing by five, beating them forty to thirty-five. Scores in Class Three A. Columbus knocks off Baxter Springs, fifty-two to seven. McDonald County out of Missouri has hardly no problem knocking off Frontenac, 39-13. Topeka Hayden pitches a shutout against Coffeyville by a score of 49-0. Scott City has this with Goodland beating them 32-6. Pratt gets by Leonard by a score of 35-20. Perry LeCompton pitches a shutout and a complete annihilation beating Bishop Ward by a score of 71 to 0. Jefferson West knocks off Broad Valley 42 to 7. Houghton beats Sabatha 45 to 21. Holcomb knocks off Nickerson 40 to 18. Rock Creek has his way with Hiawatha 51 to 12. Collegiate handles Heston, 31-10. Southeast of Saline pitches a shutout against Russell by a score of 60-0. And then another shutout, Gerard knocks off Anderson County. Anderson County, Garnett, 41-0. Galena beats Parson, 34-14. And then another shutout, Concordia blinks Council Grove, 56-0. Another shutout, quite not quite as bad. And another blowout, not quite as bad. Kobe knocks off Smoky Valley, 18-0. In a blowout, Clearwater beats Wichita Trinity, 56-7. Raleigh County beats Clay Center, 41-12. Cheney handles Hugleton 51 to 12. Cancelled a game that was cancelled was Chapman versus Maryville. Santa Fe Trail knocks off Osawatomie 48 to 22. Caney Valley handles Cherryville 40 to 6. Burlington gets by Prairie View 22 to 16. And rounding out 3A. And Dale knocks off Halstead 42 to 12. What we're gonna do right here is take a break, slipping away from our sponsor, and I will be back with some more scores. Welcome back to another another segment here, and we're going to try to round out these scores here. We're now looking at 2A and If I had to put in my disclaimer, I would have to say it like this. Some of these scores will not be for the faint at heart. So if you're not one who are accustomed to hearing blowout scores of such magnitude, you might want to listen to something else around about this time because some of these scores are not for the faint at heart. Starting out, Riverton pitches a shutout. Knocking off Neodosha, 52-0. Christ Prep knocks off Remington, 56-7. Central Heights beats Jayhawk Lynn, 24-6. Riverside gets by St. Mary's, 20-14. a complete annihilation game was one-sided a shutout Silver Lake knocks off Oskaloosa 96-0 also in another blowout Osage City beats West Franklin 53-0 Minneapolis beats Norton Community 30-7. Thirty to seven, Rossville beats McClough, fifty-six to zero. Another shutout. Hutch Trinity knocks off Lions forty-eight zero. Hoysington knocks off Phillipsburg forty-two twenty-one. In a more closer game, Hillsborough knocks off Sterling twenty-three to seventeen. In another shutout. Thomas Moore Prep knocks off Syracuse, 32-0. Haven knocks off Marion, 46-6. Pittsburgh Colgan beats Fredonia, 41-13. Eureka handles Humboldt, 38-6. In a more closely contested game, Lakin knocks off Ellis, 18-12. Nimaha Central knocks off Atchison County Effingham, forty-eight zero. Mission Valley handles Pleasant Ridge, thirty-seven to six. Garden Plain beats Douglas, thirty-four to eight. Cimarron has his way against Southwestern Heights, fifty-two to eight. Cherokee Southeast gets by Erie, twenty-six to twenty. Beloit beats Ellsworth, forty-eight to twenty. Kingman beats Bell Plain 28-7. Mower Hill knocks off Republic County 41-8. And in a complete blowout, Cheperell knocks off Blue Stem 62-6, and that rounds out 2A. Now we move on to 1A. And th- some of these scores are starting out just as bad. Smith Center blanks Sacred Heart 53-0. Cedric blanks Stanton County 63-0. Troy beats Pleasanton, thirty to twenty. Opie knocks off Uniontown, forty-eight to two, and I'm imagining that they just gave them that two points. Inman knocks off Oakley, thirty-nine to thirteen. Jefferson County North has its way with Horton, seventy-two to eight. Jackson Heights beats Wabansie thirty three to twenty one Independent Beaks Elkhart thirty six nineteen Conway Spring Brink Blanks Ellenwood 58 0 Plainville also does the same to El Saline by the score of 33 0. Centralia here's the trifecta knocks off Valley Heights 28-0 Linden blows out Northern Heights sixty five to sixteen. Now on to eight man division one. Valley Falls knocks off Marinatha Academy fifty-two to zero. Oxford beats Flint Hills in a close game, unusual in eight man, thirty-two to twenty-eight. Oswego knocks off Yates center fifty-six to six and in a low scoring game from eight-man standards, Spearville knocks off Stockton fourteen to seven. South Grey blanks Ness City forty-eight to zero. Mound Ridge knocks off Medicine Lodge forty-two thirty-four. Madison has no problem with Udall, beating them seventy to fourteen. And here we have consecutive shutouts. First, Pratt-Skyline beats Maxville, 46-0. Then Little River handles Lincoln, 50-0. Then in a blowout, Pretty Prairie knocks off Fairfield, 64-14. And then in another complete blowout. And pitching a shutout, La Crosse knocks off St. John Hudson, 76-0. Wichita County beats Hodgman County, 58-6. Game that was canceled. Trago Community versus Hoxie. Game was canceled. Sedan knocks off West Elk, 52 at 6. Washington County. And Donovan West in a shootout with a final score of 82 to 60. Solomon Blanks Harrington. 48-0. And in another somewhat shootout, Kinsley beats Kiowa County 52 to 40. Cedarville Dexter knocks off Marmaton Valley 72-0. Clifton Clyde handles Burlingame rather easily, 62 to 12. Likewise with Chase County as they knocked off Burden Central. 60 to 6. Canton Galva hangs a shutout on Bennington 66-0. A game that was canceled would be Atwood, Rollins County versus Hill City. And rounding out 8-man Division 1. Attica Argonia knocks off Gossel 42 to 14. Now on to eight-man division two. Victoria handles Sylvian Lucas, fifty-two to twenty-two. St. Francis knocks off triplanes Brewster, fifty-six to six, in a game that was canceled. Pike Valley versus Whitmore game was canceled. Peabody Burns has little problem with Tescott, beating them fifty-four to six, in a closely contested somewhat shoot in a closely contested shootout game. Wilson knocks off Otis Bison. Norwich handles South Haven, 54-22. Des Desingas Valley beats Wakefield, 54-24. Osborne has a little pushback from Rock Hills as they beat them, 60-6. Rural Vista blanks Centra Twenty-six to zero in games in a game that is scheduled. We'll get an update on this at a later time. Waverly versus South Coffeeville, South Coffee County. South Barber handles Stafford, sixty-two to forty-two. Minola beats Engels, sixty-six to twenty. Lebo knocks off Hartford, sixty to fourteen. Wheatland Grinnell gets by Quinter. 34 to 26. Frankfurt knocks off Blue Valley Randolph 56-0. In a shootout game, Thunder Ridge or high score in the Thunder Ridge knocks off Lakeside 68 to 50. Game that was canceled. Satanta versus Dighton, that game was canceled. Colony Crest handles St. Paul with Brother Ease fifty-four to eight, Central Plains knocks off Chase sixty-four to fourteen. Caldwell beats Central Christian forty-six to twenty-two. Chautauqua has little problem with Altoona Midway, beating them fifty-six to eight. South Central also little resistance as they knocked off Buckland fifty-two to six. Saint John's Tipton Tipton. Knocks off Southern Cloud seventy to twenty four. Hanover knocks off sixty two to twelve. Onaga beats High Plains, Nebraska fifty eight to twenty two. Thanks for coming. And that round out your eight man division two. Now on to six man scores. Roller knocks off Deerfield sixty two to six. Natoma beats Ponte Heights 61-0. A couple of games were canceled. Western Plains versus Tribune and Burton versus Cunningham. Then you had Bird City, Shalene knocking off Weskin 74-28. And Ashland gets by Moscow 41-32. And there are your high school scores for across the state of Kansas from 6A all the way down to 6, man, and all points in between. I'm going to take a break right here. When I come back, I am going to get you ready for some college football. Granted, there are some games already in progress right now as we speak, as I get ready to... Go to my break. Looks like Kansas State has just scored with a 39 yard touchdown reception. So the score now, if I'm correct, is OU 14, Kansas State 7. Stay tuned, I'll be back with some more. You listen to A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is Anthony Smith. Welcome back to A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. And uh you know this story here is really building up some steam. Uh We will get to one or two stories because I'm seeing two right now, but one that really gets my attention here is Emmitt Smith to Jackson State's Deion Sanders. If you need a running back coach, I know a guy. Hmm. So the story starts out. Could another pro football Hall of Famer be on next season's? Jackson State football coaching staff. Dallas Cowboys running back, Emmitt Smith congratulated Deion Sanders on Twitter on Thursday night for his new gig as JSU's newest football coach, but he also has a suggestion for his coaching staff. Congrats are in order for my brother and friend at Deion Sanders, Smith post, Smith's post read. you worked hard to get to this point, and I'm proud to see the work pay off. You need a running back coach with some NFL experience. I know a guy. Smith added sunglasses emoji at the end of the post with a picture of him and Sanders in in Cowboys uniforms at what looks like a look like the Pro Bowl. Sanders responded with a laughing emoji. Thanks and well wishes to Smith family. Wow. I love you, my brother. Sanders replied. You've always been a real good brother since day one. And about that NFL experience, you are the greatest. And please tell all the kids, I said hi. The post ended with a sunglasses, wave, prayer hand, and one hundred emojis. The two played together on Dallas from nineteen ninety five to nineteen ninety nine. In this span, the two went to two Pro Bowls together in nineteen ninety eight and nineteen ninety nine. Sanders and Smith were also a part of the Cowboys' 1996 Super Bowl roster. Smith played 15 seasons in the NFL and finished with 18,355 career rushing yards and 164 touchdowns on 4,409 attempts. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2010. Earlier this week, Sanders said his coaching staff has been complete for a few months now and the group has met twice a week over Zoom. The staff he has assembled had 84 combined years of coaching and playing in the NFL. He couldn't give names because some of the members are still under contract at other programs. But sources confirmed to the Clarion Ledger the university expects to name its full staff in October. Sanders has denied rumors Hall of Famers Warren Sapp and Terrell Owens are on the staff. He also said pro football Hall of Famer and former Southern Miss quarterback Brett Favre, one of his best friends, isn't on the staff either. So there you have what's going on in Jackson State and the hiring of Deion Sanders and his possible staff and rumors however there is one guy Warren Sapp calls Fox report fake news that he's joining Jackson State football staff of course it was already confirmed in the last one that last report that said that he was not So we're talking football today and right now it looks like we're going to have a full slate of college football. The SEC is getting ramped up. And right now we have a 21 to 7 lead now with OU beating leading Kansas State in the second quarter. So it didn't take long for OU to redeem themselves from allowing that score. So right now, one of the main keys in this game outside of uh Charlton Rambo. Looks like OU has another budding star in freshman wide receiver, Marvin Mims Jr. He is pretty much a beast in this game and has been the main go-to target for the quarterback, Rattler. So we're going to keep an eye on that combination, Rattler to Mims, throughout the next couple of years. Okay, so what we're going to do now, we're going to look at the ranking of the seven SEC games on this opening college football weekend. Now, mind you, some of these games are already in progress by the time you hear this podcast, but be that as it may, like I said, get you ready for some college football, and the SEC is going to be on full slate today. And like I said, some of those games are already in progress. So the SEC is set to leap right into conference action Saturday with seven matchups traditionally held later in the season. If lacking the sort of marquee national impact games that dot the SEC schedule in October and November, the league's opening slate offers a first look at defending national champion LSU and road games for fellow college football playoff contenders Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Overall, the SEC's arrival raises the quality of play across the bowl subdivision. Five of the top eight teams in the Amway coaches poll come from the conference. Each of the league's seven games feature at least one ranked team. From first to last, here's how the league's opening weekend shakes out. Number one, Mississippi State at number 5 LSU is the debut for new Mississippi State coach Mike Leach and an early chance for LSU to silence some of the critics, pegging the Tigers to fall short of another West Division championship, let alone a return trip to the college football playoff. As expected, Miles Brennan has been named Joe Burrow's successor at quarterback. But how close will the Tigers resemble last year's record-setting offense? Number two, Kentucky at number eight, Auburn. The spotlight is on Auburn quarterback Bo Nix and his development after an often impressive but occasionally uneven freshman season. He's viewed as one of college football's potential breakout stars. Kentucky is strong on both sides of the line, especially with an offensive front with multiple all-conference contenders. With Kentucky just on the verge of the top 25, a win at Auburn would send the Wildcats soaring into the coaches' pole and complicate the SEC East race. Number 3. Number 21, Tennessee at South Carolina. While not a game with hugely important national ramifications, This is an SEC matchup with substantial implications for the two programs involved. A season opening loss would cost Tennessee much of the goodwill accumulated by last year's strong close. Every game is important for a South Carolina program fresh off a disappointing 2019. In a way, though, a Tennessee loss would echo more than a South Carolina win. The Volunteers have to start fast to match last year's expectations. Number four, number six, Florida at Mississippi. Florida has been somewhat overlooked behind Georgia, the recent powerhouse from the East Division, but the Gators are a legitimate playoff contender in Coach Dan Mullen's third season. Yet, they'll spend the opener again outside the center of attention. The national focus in this game will instead be on Lane Kiffin's return to the SEC. Number 5. Number 2, Alabama at Missouri. Missouri's Eli Drinkwitz, another coach starting at a new school, draws Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide as his welcome to the SEC moment. The Tigers are significant underdogs. Meanwhile, this probably sounds familiar. Alabama is expected to enter the postseason at or near the top of the conference and poised to secure a playoff berth. Quarterback Mac Jones takes over for Tua Tagovailoa, while the defense brings back star linebacker Dylan Moses who missed all of 2019 due to injury. Good luck Missouri. Number 6. Number 3 Georgia at Arkansas. Georgia shouldn't struggle with an Arkansas program in the early stages of what will be A detailed and laborious rebuild on a new coach, Sam Pittman. Arkansas is expected to be an underdog in every game of the season. Any intrigue that exists stems from the Bulldogs' recent developments at quarterback. Wake Forest transfer Jamie Newman opted out of the season, leaving redshirt freshman DeJuan Mathis and Southern California transfer JT Daniels in contention for the starting job. With Daniel still working his way back from a knee injury, Mathis is in position to play a huge part in Georgia's push for the conference title. And number seven. Vanderbilt at number 11, Texas A&M. The Commodores are expected to again bring up the rear in the east while A&M sits among the second or third tier of preseason playoff contenders. The Aggies have the pieces to take that step forward under Jumbo Fisher, but no longer have the luxury of a relatively easy schedule with games against Alabama and Florida to begin October and matchups with Auburn and LSU to end the regular season. As an experiential... So there you have the games rated from 1 through 7 as the SEC makes this mark today. So there's going to be a plethora of football and it's kind of been like a build up because at some point we're going to be doing the same thing when it comes down to the Pac-12 when they start, and also when the Big Ten start. So the little guys need to take advantage of the time that they do have to make a good showing when they do get a little bit of national exposure. Because it's going to start with the SEC, and you're already looking at Alabama's, your LSU's, the Georgias. When the rest of these Power Five conferences line up to play, you won't see the Texas States, the U, or University of Texas San Antonio's. And right now, we're going to give you a scoring update as Kentucky opened up the scoring against. Auburn quite naturally and I find myself finding this a hard thing to say, Kentucky playing football in a basketball state. They know is they're on the road and they're playing against Auburn with limited fans in the stand. And at one point Auburn was leading that score, leading that game by a score of eight to seven. game I've been keeping you updated on, OU versus Kansas State. OU started the game off the pass to Marvin Mims Jr. from Rattler, which gave them a 7-0 lead. Then they went up 14-0 with a reception from former coach Bob Stoops' son. K-State eventually answered, made the score of 14 to 7, but OU answered right back, which is why they have the halftime score that they do have now of 21 to 7. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take another break and come back and give you some scoring updates. as to what's going on around the world of college football there's some games have started early and get you ready for games that are coming up later tonight so stay tuned to a train sports talk podcast this is yours truly anthony smith i'll be right back after this word from my sponsor <laughs> Back to A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Yours truly, Anthony Smith, and we are going to get you ready for what games are on tap. We're going to give you basically a scoring update of what's going on right now. And we are pulling those scores up now. That way you can be to date as to what's going on in the world of college football we do have one scoring update right now as we speak Pittsburgh is leading Louisville by three by a score of 20 to 17 So that's one score we can pass along to you. And we have some more right now. So at the halftime, as we stated, Oklahoma is leading Kansas State 21 to 7. Also at halftime, Florida is leading Ole Miss 28 to 14. In a dog fight. Auburn has a one-point lead over Kentucky at halftime. That score is 8-7. Also at halftime, Pittsburgh is ahead of Louisville by a score of 20-17. Game is in progress, but there's no score with 1043 to go in the first quarter. TCU and Iowa State conference play. That game is night up at all zeros and the game that's coming up later on the night or later this afternoon two thirty pm central time Texas versus Texas Tech so that's what we have for you thus far so that's what's going on with the early games and I know you guys are looking forward to some more college football Later on tonight. In a story that's guaranteed to build up some traction, Florida and Ole Miss football teams jointly take a need to acknowledge unrest in country. how they want to honor those who are in their thoughts and have a showing of unity before they do what they've been waiting to do for so long. Florida won the toss, elected to defer. So Jerry Nealey is back to receive and SEC football is back off the foot of Evan McPherson. And there you have the beginning of Florida Ole Miss. Florida and Ole Miss agreed to jointly take a knee before kickoff Saturday to acknowledge the unrest in our country surrounding the treatment of African Americans. In a joint statement, the schools said as members of the Florida and Ole Miss Football teams, we recognize the impact of our personal platforms and are choosing to amplify the issues that directly impact us. Together, we have chosen to take the opening series of today's competition to acknowledge the unrest in our country surrounding the treatment of African Americans. We will continue to support social justice efforts as members of the Southeastern Conference and members of our respective communities. ESPN's Marty Smith reported the idea came from head coaches Dan Mullen and Lane Kiffin. Everybody on the field and on both sidelines kneeled together before the game began. Programs across the country have acknowledged the current racial and social justice movements with patches on their jerseys, stickers on their helmets, and special t shirts during pregame warmups. Florida players wore SEC Together shirts during their pregame warm-ups and produced a video last week that showed local police officers meeting with the team. Kiffin and Ole Miss also joined Mississippi State in lobbying the state of Mississippi to change its flag, and they were successful in those efforts. In other news, LSU Tigers star cornerback Daryl Stingley Jr. illness hospitalized overnight. LSU star cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. was hospitalized overnight on Friday, and is expected to be discharged soon. The school said in a statement hours before its opening before its season opening game against Mississippi State on Saturday. According to the statement, Stingley became ac- acutely ill on Friday night, but the condition was not COVID-19 related. While the statement didn't say if Stingley had officially been ruled out of Saturday's game, a source told ESPN that his availability against Mississippi State would be highly unlikely. Would be available to play. Another source told ESPN that it's up to the doctor's. LSU's statement says Stingley's return to activity will come after a full evaluation of the medical team. Stingley was a consensus All-American as a true freshman last season and was expected to anchor a defense as one of two returning starters. The sophomore started all 15 games for LSU's 2019 National Championship squad as a freshman and led the SEC with six interceptions, which ranked fifth nationally. His 21 passes defended also led the SEC and ranked second nationally. And to close things out here, we're going to end on a hockey note. Tampa Bay Lightning's Steven Stamkos out for possible Stanley Cup clinching game five. The Tampa Bay Lightning have a chance to clinch the Stanley Cup on Saturday night, but they'll have to do it without their captain, Stephen Stamkos. The 30-year-old center will not play in Game 5, coach John Cooper announced on Saturday morning the Lightning lead the Stanley Cup final against the Dallas Stars 3-1, with a pivotal Game 5 coming on the second night of a back-to-back. Stamkos has been unfit to play for the entire Stanley Cup playoffs. Save for his brief appearance in game three, in which he played less than three minutes and scored a goal on his first shot. We have got to get another win, and Stammer knows that he was a big part in us getting this far off the ice and that and what he contributed when he played, Cooper said. But for tonight, he won't be in. who underwent core muscle surgery on March 2nd has endured several setbacks which have kept him out of the lineup. He said he experienced an issue during the first period of Game 3, which is what kept him on the bench for the remainder of the game. There's been a lot of behind-the-scenes things that I'll be glad to share with you guys after the season, Stamco said after the game. We're focused on winning right now, and tonight was a step in the right direction. So, there you have some hockey news and possible wrap up of Stanley Cup should Tampa Bay win that game tonight. So, we'll let you know about that on a later podcast session. But for now, it's time to enjoy some football. So, enjoy yourself, each other, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the games of your choice. This is Anthony Smith signing off from the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. Reminding you, as I always do, take care of yourself and each other, and have a blessed weekend.